pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Good afternoon, everyone. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dePietro.com. Right now, it is 106, and good afternoon. It's Thursday. June 17th, as we're getting ready to head into the big uh, Father's Day weekend. And this portion of the program, folks, why not stop by Kay's for a delicious meal? You know, Kay's, uh, they did such a great job during the course of the pandemic. And like a lot of places, they're still trying to get back up to speed and recovering from it. Um, why not stop in a great meal is waiting for you at Kay's. I always like uh, they do a very good job with their Facebook page. And I like to, um, let me uh, just check out the Kay's uh, Facebook page where there's always delicious food and drink uh, right there on Cass Avenue, of course, from uh, CVS. What do we have? Looking for something different? How about a burrito antipasto tomato salad? Looks delicious. Also, the other day, come celebrate National Lobster Day at Kay's. Lobster roll, lobster grilled cheese, lobster martini. My goodness. And then the food, the, the photos are just fantastic. Big stuff, pork chop, fresh mozzarella, big seafood trio. I'll tell you, they do a fantastic job, folks. They're waiting for you. They're waiting for you at Case. All right, well, I want to get to, uh, I'm, I'm going to disagree. I'm not going to say that um, President Biden, I, I don't, I mean, it, it remains to be seen what happens with, I know some people are saying that he, he bombed. With Biden, I, I'm not prepared to say that just yet. I think it's too early to say that. Um, I I think it was it was a different approach. He um, he certainly they had to get out there. That was important. Uh, the the whole thing was a little odd. He's he, listen. He's not President Trump, but we need to have. The United States, we need someone that's going to be out front and center dealing with the different problems. And I I think you have to look at, in the background, uh, who the staff is and the dealing. I mean, think about it. I, I don't know how often he would actually, you know, have to be on the phone with, with Putin. Ideally, uh, it would be um, other individuals who would be um who would be doing that on his behalf so i'm not i don't know how important it is uh for him necessarily but we definitely need to have a presence and we need to have a presence with them and in the world and folks it, what's interesting is it it still remains it it, it remains a problem both China and with Russia and Iran, those three, and actually, I guess, North Korea. But it really still remains um, a problem with those. With It's the same countries. Isn't it amazing? It's the same countries. Hey, you know what's interesting with them? Um, and I meant to put this out on social media, but when they're talking about the Hunter Biden artwork that he's going to sell for 500000 when you think about that, that is something I'm surprised former Mayor Buddy Cianci didn't think of that. So Hunter Biden, it does remind me of the Baltimore mayor who uh, she came up with a self-published book and then was selling them. And then everyone was then just buying uh, her self-published book. But I'm almost surprised. So Hunter Biden, they're saying some of his artwork could go for as high as 500000 I'm surprised that uh, Cianci had his... The mayor's pasta sauce, but they're saying that that was supposed to go to scholarships. But that would have been interesting if he had said, yeah, I'm going to do some painting and I'm going to sell some uh, paintings and then had, hey, isn't that amazing? This person paid 100000 for the painting. But I'm reminded of hearing the story about Boston Mayor Kevin White. And at one point when they were investigating Kevin White for corruption and they never made it to him. I think they made it up the ladder to either his chief of staff or deputy chief of staff. But I remember they talked about there was a birthday party 
for Kevin White's wife. And so the feds who were investigating, you know, they went, they were monitoring the party. And some of the contractors were saying to Kevin White, now keep in mind, she's the mayor now, the mayor's wife, Kevin White. Uh, they're showing up and, and she's getting birthday cards with 10000 in cash in them. So there's always ways around it. And then someone else sent me something that organized crime loved when Arlene Violet was uh, attorney general for those two years because she she was not that effective against uh, organized crime. She took over. If you remember, it was uh, I think it was Danny Roberts, Arlene Violet, and then it was Jim O'Neill who then became the AG. And he was like asleep at the switch. Um, Jim O'Neill for a period of time, he was a criminal defense attorney. Nothing against the guy. But, you know, you just have to hear from people. Um, like Patrick Lynch was never in the office. Patrick, when Patrick Lynch was attorney general, he, he was just always traveling. Any trip, conference, never. If you saw him, come in for a little bit in the morning. Uh, sit in on some meetings, take a few phone calls. Boom, gone for the day. Right, like good, you know, you're not seeing him at like six o'clock in the office, uh, but traveling all the time, like never there, never there on a Monday, never there on a Friday. Probably had been somewhere and then, you know, slowly just making an appearance. And you hear different stories. There was another. There was someone who was a police chief. This is not that long ago, but several years ago in Rhode Island. No one remembers seeing him in the office past like two o'clock in the afternoon. Not only that, he was a police chief. Um, small, small city in Rhode Island. He would come into work wearing his hunting clothes, not even the uniform. Wearing them. Where do you think he was headed that day? He'd go like hunting all afternoon. He liked hunting. So um, come in, you know, make an appearance, get in whatever, coffee, breakfast in the office. Have a, you know, have a meeting or something. And then 12 o'clock, oh, what am I still doing here? Oh, I'm already running late. Boom, gone. Gone for the gone for the day. Oh, office of meetings. In the hunting gear. Wearing his hunting outfit that he was going to wear hunting. Story in the Boston Globe. U.S. is deeply divided politically. Here are big three, three big items which both parties actually agree. And, and this is interesting. Regulating big tech. Want to know an issue that unites both Senators Elizabeth Warren and Ted Cruz? Skepticism toward the power of big tech. Actually, for good measure, you could even throw in President Trump, who's been critical of Amazon. Uh, More recently, social media companies, Twitter and Facebook, that ban him from their platforms. You know, and I agree on that. Spurred by a general consensus, big tech companies are too powerful. There's an actual action um, beginning to take place on Capitol Hill. Last week, very liberal Rhode Island representative David Cicilline very conservative Colorado representative Ken Buck signed on to a series of bills. The bipartisan show of support suggests those measures aimed at anti-competitive policies. Companies like Facebook and Amazon could sail through Congress. You know, I actually agree with that. Now, with Cicilline, though, that is not an accident. Because, folks, to me, what this is really about is shaking down big tech. Who has more money than Google and Amazon and Facebook and YouTube? I mean, no one does. So to me, Cicilline, he learned a lot. You know, Keith, let's always remember who the old man was and who used to be over the house all the time. He learned a lot. So it's no accident to me That when you want to try to get money and you're in politics, that's who then they try to squeeze. Second issue, bipartisan um, uh, agreement. Containing China. Getting fairer trade deals out of China. Key campaign promise from Trump. Limiting Chinese influence around the globe was the main driver of Biden's first foreign trip this past week. From Marco Rubio to Chuck Schumer. Countering China is maybe one of the last bipartisan positions left in Washington. In Congress, they've been action on a bill that would directly address America's relationship with China. It's 2,400 pages. Passed the Senate 68 to 32. 
rarely seen on something so consequential. If Republicans do take over the House of Senate, look for even more action on China from Washington. Folks, and they have to. They have been ripping us off. And front and center is the virus. You know, that's why Jon Stewart was catching so much flack for speaking out. Gee, I wonder where it came from. The Wuhan virus. That escaped from the lab. That's how it spread in China. You know, there are... Um, scientists right now that have signed on to a letter who have even admitted, and this is important. Now, right now, it's 116, 117, excuse me. It's Thursday. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Maybe you're on 146 or 295 Amendment Road. They admitted the reason they didn't want to do it in the past was because they disagreed with President Trump. The third issue where there is bipartisan agreement I don't know if I agree with this, but his deficits don't, don't matter. Washington's been on a spending spree. Might be fine coming out of a once-in-a-lifetime global pandemic, but neither Republicans nor Democrats have raised taxes to pay for it. National debt today sits at around $28 trillion. Uh, no one really seems to care. Bipartisan consensus debt isn't that big of a deal, especially with low interest rates. That could change. But, folks, if it's taught us anything, it's they take too much money from us to begin with. All right, I'm going to get to some of the sound we have. This portion of the John DePietro Show, now right now, it's a nice, pleasant day. Maybe you're in the car running some errands. Father's Day is coming up this weekend. You know, if you want to get some, some great Father's Day gifts, and I'm here to help you do that, I have an idea. It's right on Menden Road. Stop in and see Marie at It's My Health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant. Pop it and see her right in that historic white church. It's My Health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call Marie at 305-3585. Now inside, now you say, what Father's Day gifts could I get at It's My Health? Well... How about homemade fresh honey or maple syrup or uh, octave skin brushes or bee fresh gum or the incredible acai berry, acai, which is that incredible antioxidant. There's also natural skincare, hair care products, essential oils, body oils, soaps. It's My Health has 250 bulk herbs, teas and spices and wait, there's more hemp and CBD products. Oral topical use. Right now, it's 119. I'm going to give you an idea. You want to get a good Father's Day gift. Father's Day is coming up on Sunday. If you want to get your dad or your grandfather, whoever it is, you want to get a good Father's Day. You know what makes a great gift? A massage. And they offer them at It's My Health. Now, they have different types. But they have reflexology. They have massage therapy. A massage is a great gift. Years ago for my birthday, someone gave me a massage, and of course you use it. And a lot of times it's something people normally wouldn't utilize, maybe unless they're away on vacation. How about that for a great gift? Or how about sign up your dad for some yoga classes or Tai Chi? But they have health and wellness classes. But a massage would be a great gift to give for Father's Day. And you know where you can get it? It's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, right across from Davenport Restaurant. It's my health in Cumberland. All right, I want to get to folks. Good afternoon. It's John DePietro. Um, remember, if you want to get a hold of me, visit the website, depetro.com. And then you just, um, what you all you have to do is, if you'd like to get a hold of me, is go there and then click on Contact John. So now I also want to. Um, President Trump said last night, stop vaccinating young people. I'm not convinced he's wrong about that. Not convinced he is wrong about that. Now, some other things that you should know. Blood donations are needed right now. Blood donations are needed. The Rhode Island, uh, the uh, they need some blood right now. If you could, they certainly could use some people to um, get out to 
and donate some blood. So that is something that needs to happen. So, but let me get to um, some of the sound. And again, President Trump was on with Hannity last night. I thought it was a good appearance. I thought it was a very good appearance. But I want to go back to, um, well, a couple of things. This is President Biden yesterday. And I don't, admittedly, I don't understand this whole thing of him saying he gave a list of targets that he doesn't want cyber criminals to go after. I talked about the proposition that certain critical infrastructure should be off limits to attack, period. By cyber or any other means, I gave them a list. If I'm not mistaken, I don't have in front of me 16 specific entities. 16 defined as critical infrastructure. What, what, why 16, Mr. President? Why not all of them? Why, why would there only be 16, as a matter of fact? Why would there be even more of them that are off limits? How about they're all off limits? All right, Candace Owens appeared on Tucker Carlson talking about the mayor of Chicago. This is Candace Owens on with Tucker Carlson. She's been watching all of this. She understands the symbols do matter. She's the host of Candace. She joins us tonight with a reaction to all of this. Chicago, Candace, thanks so much for coming on, is really kind of a a case study in what happens when you apply bad policy. That's absolutely right. And Lori Lightfoot, I mean, she's a disaster. And I think first and foremost, people take a glance at her. And the first thing you think is this is a woman who is an avowed racist. And you might look at that and say, well, that's obvious because she says she doesn't want to speak to any white reporters and only black reporters. But I think actually Lori Lightfoot is abundantly racist towards black Americans, right? So she pretends. Don't pay attention to what she's saying. Pay attention to what she's doing. She's pretending that she represents black people when she gets in front and says, I only want to speak to black journalists. But that's meant to be a distraction. Actually, look at her track record. Who is it that she's have her policies led to the mass homicide of? Black people. Black people are dying on the streets of Chicago. Black people are the people that are suffering when you know in the first quarter of this year, 34% homicide rate increase. It's black on black crime and she has seen this through. The more important thing though, when you showed a clip of her earlier and she started talking about- we- you know, She is very impressive. That is um, Candace Owens. She attended URI. I don't think she graduated from URI, but she did attend URI. I hear some different people saying they'd like to see her on a ticket running for president, but I'm not I'm not there yet. Um, but I I do hear a number of the people saying it. Now I also want to get to Morning Joe. Morning Joe had on Hillary Clinton. And I want to hear this talk about negotiating with Putin. Talked about a reset, but of course, uh, the bigger uh, takeaway is that he was uh, enraged, uh, that you took a tough line against him. He held a grudge against you. Much of the disruption of the 2016 campaign uh, was centered around the fact, uh, many people believe, that you had spoken, uh, spoken straight and spoken up to him on the international stage. Uh, given those facts and what you know know about him and how he is uh you, you all have uh, such a uh, remarkable relationship uh, do you think it is a good idea to have this summit right now uh and is there any hope of joe biden getting a deliverable uh that would make this summit worthwhile well joe i think that's a critical question and i believe the answer um is yes obviously we won't know until it's over but when we tried to do the so-called reset we had three very specific goals in mind number one we needed to enlist uh, russia in our efforts to try to put a lid on the iranian nuclear program we wanted a new nuclear treaty the so-called new start uh, agreement and we wanted help in Uh, supplying our troops in Afghanistan by being able to uh, do overflights of Russia. We got all three of those things. Now, there is uh, a continuing challenge from Putin because even when you get an agreement uh, about something that you think is in the interest of the United States, he's going to continue to prod, undermine, and and literally try to make our lives difficult, as we know. Um, We don't have, uh, you know, Trump uh, being, in effect, a spokesperson for Putin any longer. We have a president who will stand up and defend American interests. Uh, So I think that there can be some cooperation. I personally would like to see 
uh, a resumption of negotiations about uh, nuclear arms. We know that Russia has been really pushing forward with tactical nuclear arms, uh, posing great dangers. I would like to see a process where Russia is uh, involved in negotiations that I hope eventually would include China. Because although we don't talk about it as much as we should, uh, the threat of nuclear weapons and their spread, and on, I hope never their use, uh, remains a, a key threat. And then we've got to have some kind of process about cyber crimes and cyber attacks. And I thought a number of commentators have made an excellent suggestion that we, we look for a Geneva Convention, if you will, bring the world around what we're going to do to protect ourselves and to draw some lines about what's unacceptable when it comes uh, to the use of cyber weapons. Well, and especially, again, that was Hillary Clinton um, on Morning Joe, especially, I don't know why he would limit it to just 16, 16, um, only 16. Why would you just say these 16 are off limits? All right, last night, folks, right now it's 127. Good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Let's go to President Trump was on with Sean Hannity. Have to get back. Hold on. Here we go. Now we have to get back and the schools have to get open. And frankly, uh, we're lucky we have the vaccine. But the vaccine on very young people is something that you got to really stop. You have to get back to, to running your country. I mean, I don't see reasons and I am a big believer in what we did with the vaccine. It's incredible what we did. You see the results. But to have every school child where it's 99.99%, they just don't, you know, they're just not affected or affected badly. Having to receive a vaccine, I think is something that you should start thinking about because I think it's unnecessary. I agree with him. And folks, it just continues. It's rotten what they have done during this whole time to children. That really is the worst. This is the one part of the interview that I I don't think Sean Hannity was fully thinking through what he was going to present to 75-year-old Donald Trump. Who, again, let's just do the math here. It's 75 this year. Next year, 22. 76. 23, 77, 24, 78. So I was a little surprised Sean Hannity went into the whole, I mean, Biden is 78 years old. I think you're going to see him start to back off this whole thing of trying to say that he's, he's in a way, Hannity is saying he's, he's older and forgetful. Clear. Here we go. This happened at the G7. Joe's had a lot of these um, cognitive misfires, let's call it that. And this is the one that he had. Because he had called Putin a killer. Then he was asked about it. He didn't want to give that answer because he's about to meet with Putin. And your reaction to Joe and and do you think he's up to the job physically, mentally? Let me play this. Vladimir Putin laughed at the suggestion that you had called him a killer. Is that still your belief, sir, that he is a killer? Thanks <laughs> for the first question. <laughs> I'm laughing too. They actually, uh, well, look, I mean, he has made clear that. Uh, uh, oh, they put in the crickets. The answer is, I believe he is in the past essentially acknowledged that he was, uh, there are certain things that he would do or did do. You know, I do make fun of it, but in all seriousness, Mr. President, that scares the hell out of me. Have you noticed the same thing? Well, maybe the only time I've ever disagreed with you is about the age, because I guess Joe is going on to be 79 fairly soon. And that's not old, relatively speaking. I know Bernie Marcus, a great gentleman, founder of Home Depot. Oh, uh, Bernie Sanders is older. He's 100%. I spoke to him. He's 100%. And other people are in their 90s and 80s, and they're doing great. So, you know, his age is not the problem. And look, I hope he has no problems. I want him to do well. I want him to go out and do well. Uh, I think the election was unbelievably unfair, but I want this guy to go out and do well for our country. I don't want to see a scene like that. I watched that yesterday. I thought it was 
terrible. It was terrible. It was terrible. Um, but I think, folks, again, at one thirty-one on this Thursday, I, I don't think you're going to hear Sean Hannity going after President Biden on age anymore. I don't. And I think, you know, if it took... Um, if it took President Trump to basically speak up and like, hey, cool it on the age thing, or otherwise people are going to bring this up, should I decide that I want to run again in 2024? Which, you know, a lot of people still don't seem to understand why um, his hold on the party, and that is... It's basically because if you take out, and I know people don't like this, but if you take out all of that of, I mean, are we really supposed to believe 80 million people voted for for a guy that was not seen, that was basically in his basement? President Trump was overexposed. If you had to do the whole pandemic over, he should have just let Vice President Pence and Fauci run the show. He should have just been in the background and he wouldn't have been overexposed. And I don't think he would have fired up the base as much. But and I did mention this. So scientists backing probe into the lab. We waited because we didn't want to be associated with President Trump. A scientist that signed on to a letter recently backing a probe that the virus originated from the Wuhan Institute of Virology admitted that he and other scientists did not come forward because they didn't want to be associated with President Trump. So but it's supposed to be about the science. All right. Now, this was something else that President Trump said that got an awful lot of attention um, in the media. It's right here. We didn't win. We didn't win. We didn't win. You know, and they're making um, a huge, huge deal about him just saying that. And I, I've heard other people speculate that as a result of seeing President Biden on the world stage with with Putin, that that's what really, you know, kicked it in and that's when he finally really then realized I, I don't I don't think I um I don't think I believe that. So um but I, I, um, I, I know they continue to make a huge, huge deal about it. They make a huge deal about it. But I, I don't think that's exactly what it was. And you even heard, he said, I, I hope he does well. Um, that's far more than, than they were ever saying about him. That's for sure. So now I want to hear, this is uh, some more of President Trump with Sean Hannity from last night. It's really very sad, actually. Let me go into this double standard issue that I've been discussing here. And and that is, we went through three years as a country, and I covered it almost every night. Every major newspaper, two cable networks that are nothing but Democratic propaganda, uh, ABC, NBC, CBS, they all got it wrong about Trump-Russia collusion. But now we know the truth. We know that Hillary Clinton paid for the dirty Russian misinformation dossier that even Christopher Steele doesn't stand by and that the subsource doesn't stand by. That dossier she paid for was then used to spy on you as a candidate. Uh, and a FISA court can't was believe we're relitigating this thing all over again. Transition phase and then as a president. And we also know that money from Russia made it to a prominent political family in America. That would be Hunter Biden's family. That would be Joe's son. Uh, um, now, again, I ask you that that wasn't the coverage for three years while you were in office, actually four, if you want to include Ukraine. Um, what do you make of the double standard? Some people even get Pulitzers over such phony coverage. Well, they did get Pulitzers, and it turned out to be uh, they got Pulitzers for absolutely incorrect and opposite reporting. It was horrible reporting. And uh, there are many people that should have gotten Pulitzers where they had it right, but they were not considered, and it's a disgrace. Uh, I think Pulitzer is another one that's been disgraced by this whole last four-and-a-half-year period, five-year period. But literally from the day of that wonderful ride down the escalator, from that moment on, uh, 
investigation after investigation, and the people that were guilty, uh, they uh, they just float right through how it wasn't done. Uh, DOJ didn't do anything about it. I guess they felt they want to be soft. Uh, this group folks, I want to just tap in for a moment. Now, in fairness to President Trump, and again, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM thirteen eighty and ninety nine point nine FM. He 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 can only answer the questions that are posed to him. So he's actually being criticized for that. But what what was he supposed to do? That was the question that Sean Hannity posed to him. So let me hear a little bit more of um. This was President Trump last night on Hannity. Not going to be energy independent. You're not going to do for Pennsylvania, for Texas, for all of these places where we're doing so well with energy. We're not going to be energy independent in two months from now. They're making windmills all over the place to ruin our land and kill our birds, to kill everything. We're not going to be, and they're very intermittent, as you learned from watching over the last four months. It's intermittent energy. It's not good. It's not going to power our great factories. And what it's the real. What did you make of? Problem. Yeah, there, there was a question of what. There was a question of whether Ukraine would join NATO, and Biden's answer is they have to clean up corruption. And okay, so they can't jo- join NATO because they got to clean up corruption. But his son made a fortune, and he leveraged a uh, billion dollars and bragged again. About I, I think he's like relitigating the past. And that's not President Trump's fault, though, folks. I want to be very clear about that. All right. Good afternoon. It's John DePietro. This portion of our show is brought to you by Bethel Certified Softwash. Now, contact Jared. Let's just say right now, outside your home or property, you have some green algae, moss, and mildew. Text Jared a free same-day text estimate at 401-617-2585. 617-2585 Bethel certified soft wash. You can also find them on Facebook and the website is RhodeIslandSoftWashing.com. RhodeIslandSoftWashing.com. Bethel certified soft wash, power wash. Again, whether it is um, uh, industrial buildings or restaurants or homes, roofs, decks, look on Facebook the before and afters or on his website, RhodeIslandSoftWashing.com. The company is Bethel, B-E-T-H-E-L, Bethel Certified Soft Wash. And you can text Jared for a free same-day text estimate, 401-617-2585. So let's just say outside your home, you have some algae and mildew and dirt, and you want to get rid of it. Well, if you contact Jared, take a photo of it, and then text it to Jared at 617-2585. He'll give you same-day estimate biodegradable it's plant safe contact jared text him 401-617-2585 i just want to get back to this is president trump last night on with sean hannity and i i just want to remind people i think it's unfair to keep re um relitigating what happened during the trump presidency the president i think he sounds good he sounds upbeat and uh he sounds like he's ready to get back to work but to have every school child where it's 99.99%, they just don't, you know, they're just not affected or affected badly. Having to receive a vaccine, I think is something that you should start thinking about because I think it's unnecessary. You want China to pay $10 trillion, don't you? Well, the number is much higher than that, but there's only so much they can pay, and that's to us, and the world is, uh, the number is bigger throughout the world. Look, countries have been destroyed over what they did, and whether by accident or not, and I would hope that it was accident, I hope that it was through incompetence or an accident, but when you look... Whether it was by an accident, whether it was whatever it is, uh, this you look at these countries, they'll never, ever be the same. Our country was hit so hard, but other countries were hit much harder. Look at what's going on in India now. You know, they used to say, oh, look how well India is doing, because they were always looking for an excuse. Look how well India is doing. The fact is that India has just been devastated now, and virtually every country has been devastated. 
No, I think I think uh, that's one of the reasons that I feel it's very important to find out where it came from, how it came. I think I know. I mean, I feel certain about it. But certainly, China should help. Right now, their economy and our economy are the two economies that are coming, that are coming back the fastest. I mean, if you think about it, uh, in certain ways, maybe they were, they benefited very greatly. I mean, very, very greatly. Yeah. And I can tell you, they benefited with the U.S. because we were in a process of doing things where we caught up to China at a level that nobody thought was possible. And once the China virus came in, we had to take a very different look. You know, the world changed. The whole world changed. You didn't think about the economics. You think you thought about saving people and saving lives. So the world changed. It was a different, it was a whole different ball this, game. We did we did the great trade deal, a big piece of it, but we did the great trade deal, and it helped a lot of people, manufacturers and farmers in particular. But but you know, after after that horrible disease floated in from China. However it came in, and it came in through numerous ways, once that disease came in from China, I had a whole different attitude. It was a terrible thing. Let me ask you about, let me go back to the campaign, and I'm going to play a tape for you here. Uh, again, folks, a lot of this, and again, this was a, a good afternoon. It's 142. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. This portion of the show, do you know someone that was in an accident? You do? Well, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. Four words, West Fountain Auto Body. Now, a couple things. I'm not saying it was your fault. It could be a drunk driver or people texting and driving, not paying attention. Whether it's a small dent or maybe it's it's almost, um, uh, you know, near total damaged ruined small dent or a fender bender or something like completely bent out you can depend on west fountain call kenny today 401-272-3340 if your vehicle was damaged and you need to get it fixed i implore you and i encourage you take it to west fountain auto body 401-272-3340 401-272-3340 west Fountain Auto Body. What I think is unfair is, again, President Trump can only answer the questions he's being asked. And it's these are the questions that, that Sean Hannity is asking him. So I think the media is unfair. Um, let me go back a little bit into the Hannity-Trump uh, interview. That scares the hell out of me. Well, you notice the same well thing maybe I the see? only time I've ever disagreed with you is about the age because I guess Joe is going on to be 79 fairly soon and that's not old relatively speaking I know Bernie Marcus a great gentleman founder of Home Depot oh, I, I he's 92 and he's 100% I spoke to him he's 100% and other people are in their 90s and 80s and they're doing great so you know his age is not the problem and look i hope he has no problems i want him to do well i want him to go out and do well uh, i think the election was unbelievably unfair but i want this guy to go out and do well for our country i don't want to see a scene like that i watched that yesterday i thought it was terrible it was terrible nobody knew what was happening well, yeah. let me move on to the economy we now have inflation. We now have jobs that people aren't taking. Yep. And businesses now are are turning down the federal government's extended unemployment uh, benefits. Uh, the price of lumber through the roof. The price of gasoline up an, a, an average a dollar ten per gallon. The price to heat and cool your home is up. The price of meat is skyrocketing. Lumber skyrocketing. Every item that you buy in any store that is delivered by a truck, you are paying a lot more for and i'm looking at it and and we're getting rid of energy independence which you gave us as president for the first time in 75 years what is your take on the state of the economy and the impact the current border crisis has on it and i want i'll do a follow-up on that so the lumber is really a, a function of uh, supply and demand we have so much but they're putting environmental restrictions on trees now that are so bad and we're trying to make deals with canada i can tell you from personal experience canada is very very tough uh, canada is uh, as tough as anybody they they it's very unfair the way canada treats us and i had it down to a science it was so good it was so we were doing so well everything was coming down 
We signed the uh, USMCA, Mexico, Canada, but we were not being taken advantage of anymore. And I was going to tariff the hell out of their cars coming into the United States if they did, and they knew it. And as soon as I left, they started playing games. And now you look at lumber prices, because we get a lot from Canada. And you look at what's going on with milk and the fact that they don't take us, but we take them. So many things they did to farmer that I straightened out. And now it's going back to worse than it was, because there's nobody there complaining about it. Now, Canada treats this country very, very badly. So does Europe, by the way. And China, you know about. But as I say, in many ways, Europe treats us just as badly as China. Let me let me ask this question, and I want to ask it, and I'll ask you about 2022 and 2024 in a minute. It seems to me that conservatism, and I remember, and maybe you do or you don't, when you were thinking about running for president, times that I'd interview you in private conversations we'd have at the time, I explained what I believed in. I really haven't changed much. I believe in liberty, freedom, capitalism, our constitution, low taxes, less government interference, bureaucracy, a constitutionalist on the bench, school choice, law and order, safety and security so people can pursue happiness, free market solutions for health care, including protecting pre-existing conditions. I want secure borders. Uh, I absolutely positively want energy independence for a lot of reasons and free and fair trade and peace through strength. That pretty much sums up Sean Hannity's philosophy. It was talk that you are considering maybe laying out the Trump America first Make America Great Again agenda. How close is my lifelong held beliefs to what you would put on paper if you ever considered it? And are you considering it? Well, I am. And frankly, if you think of it, that's what I've been doing and talking about for a long time. Hey, Sean Hannity here. Hey, click here to subscribe to Fox News YouTube. All right. All right. Sorry, folks. I don't know why that got interrupted in that way. Well, good afternoon. It's John DePietro at 148 on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, as I've been telling you, it is going to be, without question, a hot summer. And the question is, what are you going to do about it? Now is the time to call J.K.L. Engineering and explore Central Air. They're licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. It's J.K.L. Engineering. Folks, call them today at 401-351-7600. 401-351-7600. JKL. Central Air is more affordable than you think. Or maybe your cooling system is just not working as efficiently as it could. Call JKL. 401 351 7600. Remember, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts, over 54 years in business, customer satisfaction, number one. Call JKL. Estimates are free. Financing is available. It's JKL Engineering, 401-351-7600. Call JKL. You don't want to sweat through the summer. Call JKL. Keep your home, your business nice and comfortable with JKL Engineering. 401-351-7600. I want to go um, back to just a little, well, actually, no. He just kind of relitigates um, everything that was happening. Uh, and again, I, I thought the president, I thought President Trump did well. I thought uh, it was maybe a little long, a little long, the uh, the whole thing. But I think the the fact President Trump, um, I think he has the right approach, which is let's let's wait and see what happens after 2022. And you know what the media also is is lost is how they seem. You know how can these people stay? He got 75 million votes. No president has ever gotten 75 million votes. You don't just kick somebody like that overboard. And he got a lot of Democrats to vote for him. He got a lot of people who've never voted for a Republican in their life. It crossed over. Um, the, if the pandemic didn't come along, President Trump would have been reelected. So and should have gotten his second term. I don't know. None of us know what's going to happen. Uh, I have a 
I have feeling in 18 months we'll have a better handle on it. All right, but I want to get back to folks. If you haven't seen, first of all, check the website, petro.com about the story. The rats are terrible, but that seems to come down to a neighbor who's feeding them. But this situation in South Kingstown, this is really a disgrace with what happened where they, the superintendent should resign for giving out the addresses and private information of young children in the district just so the union could send them private messages to try to get a new school. Here's the story on Channel 10. Using school information for political campaigns in Rhode Island. And this follows a recent controversy in South Kingstown over mailers that were actually sent to kids. NBC 10's Brian Crandall is live to explain this a bit more and the new developments in Ah. this case. Brian? And Dan, the General Assembly passed a bill prohibiting the use of school district computer listservs to distribute political ads. The superintendent here in South Kingstown recently admitted that she gave out the student directory, but says she didn't know it would be used to address a political mailer to kids. Too bad. Resign. The mailer was sent in late April, urging support of an $85 million bond for school renovations. It came from the AFL-CIO union. It was in my child's name, and I was completely surprised. Tina Proestu is one of the parents upset the school district's distribution list was used. I think it's a disgrace, quite honest. The bond failed, but the fallout has been intense. The South Kingstown Town Council is investigating. And more than a month after the outrage began, school superintendent Linda Savastano admitted on the district's Facebook page Friday night that she was the person who provided the information. That she was asked, as she had been before, to provide the directory list and gave it to the group Friends of South Kingstown Schools, but claimed that was the end of her involvement. Savastano wrote that she did not know a mailer would be addressed to school children. But she's very sorry it occurred and deeply sorry she delayed telling the school committee that she had not weeks. connected the dots. The superintendent has not returned my messages today and we went to the office. No one's available at the moment for comment. Honestly, I think her statement should have ended with, you know, and therefore I am resigning. Paula yep. Bradley helped lead the opposition to the bond question that the mailer supported. It was very disappointing. Um, you know, it took her seven weeks to come forward. She only came forward when she was caught. And her statement had um, very little ownership and accountability. The AFL-CIO has not returned my message, neither has a consultant who is apparently involved. And the woman who requested that directory from the superintendent has been removed from the board of the group she was a part of. I'm Brian. What an absolute disgrace, folks. I mean, just so, how is someone continue to be the superintendent? I don't understand. Again, the story's out of South Kingstown. Well, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro. Hey, Father's Day coming up on Sunday. Another great place. Stop in and get a gift for dad. You can get a gift certificate at Competition Shooting Supplies. That's right. Stop in and see John Francis, our leader. 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. It's Competition Shooting Supplies. Now, make sure you uh, look for them on Facebook. They have great... He updates the Facebook uh, page as far as all different uh, stock and merchandise that they have in stock. Competition shooting supplies. Easy to get to. You take the last exit. They have 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. Pawtucket. You take the last exit in Rhode Island. You're going to go past the Attleboro train station. And then you'll be at the intersection of Newport Avenue and Benefit Street. You hang the left and you're right there. John Francis is the owner. You can call him at 727-1716. Stop in and see him. Open Tuesday through Thursday, 10 to 6. Friday, 10 to 7. And then Saturday, 9 to 4.30. Again, uh, why not get a gift certificate? For Father's Day at Competition Shooting Supplies. And also look for them on Facebook. Well, folks, right now, good afternoon on this uh, sunny Thursday. It's John DePietro. It's 155. So President Biden's going to be 79 years old in November. 79 years old in November. But I think what's different is he seems, and he's been through a lot. He has physical, mental. He's done a lot of traveling. He's He's been through a lot. I wouldn't I wouldn't call him a young 78. So, but I I think that's interesting and I think President Trump was wise to push back on that a little bit and I as I said earlier, I think you're going to see Sean Hannity drop that a little bit. I I admit there's times there's gaps of time where he's not saying anything and seems um a little bit 
lost, but um, but I don't think that's the narrative that they're going to follow. Hey, I also noticed that there is an update um, with the Newport Daily News on that murder in Newport, which I've been following that I think is interesting. And it turns out that it was when the police arrived on the scene it's i guess it's like a a big newport detectives described the scene after the fatal stabbing and they testified a five inch heckles steak knife was recovered in the kitchen sink was suspected blood at the base of the handle and in that now this was a airbnb a six slot butcher block in the corner had five steak knives in it five steak knives in it but it was a six-slot butcher block. So it would seem that the knife that was used in the murder was, in fact, right there in the kitchen sink. What I think is interesting, so they had a, um, this is all with a bail hearing that they're having in Newport. But I'm a little surprised that the Newport police, that there were 10 people there. They didn't have all their names. They didn't... Um, uh, fully get everything. It, it's it's a little different than we initially thought, which is shortly after midnight, the detective testified he was on patrol dispatched to the Shell gas station on Thames Street. A man reported bleeding. He located Julian in the corner of Lee Avenue and Thames Street, large pool of blood near approximately 10 people. One person had removed his shirt in an effort to stop the bleeding. Uh, one stab wound to the right side of his neck behind his ear was bleeding heavily. Applied pressure to the wound until a rescue wagon arrived. Uh, everyone was hysterical. But when the defense attorney got a chance to uh, question the police officer, he starts saying, you know, where were all these 10 people? Did you talk to all 10 people? But after they obtained a search warrant, he went to the scene of 548 Thames Street while his partner processed 546 Thames Street. The apartment in question was a bottom-level apartment, technically 548 Thames Street South. So I guess they, like, rent out different parts of it. Found a large pool of blood inside the front door. There was no rear door to the apartment. It was blood four feet up the walls and on the ceiling, multiple bloody footprints. Uh, he could not match the footprints with any individual on Wednesday. Five-inch heckle steak knife was recovered in the kitchen sink. Six-slot butcher's block was in the corner of the sink with five steak knives in it. He did not observe fresh injuries on the two suspects when he photographed them on June 3rd. Cross-examination, Joe Vacola asked if he had gotten the name or addresses of the 10 people unseen. He said he didn't. Several of the Newport police officers tried that we couldn't name the officers. Cole asked the detective he'd seen all people speak to members of the Newport Police Department. He sent at least two or three of them. On redirect, he affirmed in a case like that, it's not typical for a detective to interview witnesses on scene. Uh, testified some witnesses came forward, didn't know their names. One witness was the girlfriend. Asked if at any time received information what type of clothing Polson wore around the time, said he did not. So, um, again, Joe Vacola is a very experienced uh, criminal defense attorney, so this is going to be a tough one. Folks, uh, it's 159. It's John DePietro. Coming up, you're going to hear the 2 o'clock news, and then after 2 will be the John Dion program. We're back tomorrow at 11. Remember, look for me on Facebook. For any type of breaking news, you want to get a hold of me, go to the website. It is, in fact, petro.com. We're back tomorrow at 11 on the radio. In the meantime, enjoy this beautiful.